From Alderaan. From Alderaan. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. To Zenlaw. And whatever's left of Krypton. We are broadcasting live from the largest ship. From the largest from ship. The largest ship in the galaxy. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Sanctuary One Radio. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Yeah, I just need I just need side to hit the compression. Oh, uh he's um he's uh smashing that toilet up. Yeah, but how long has he been gone for? I don't know. How long does it take to smash a toilet? Those things are tough. They're hard to break. I'm assuming uh, you know that's that's what he's doing, right? He said he was gonna go smash that toilet. What happened with the lights? Huh? Our ship is in a space that goes on for infinity. We are in the middle ground between comics and video games, between movies and TV. A place that lies between comic nerds' hopes and the summit of our trivial knowledge. This is a dimension of irrationality and ridiculousness. It is an area which we call Sanctuary One Radio. I went X-Files. All right, guys. All right, cool. All right, everyone. Uh, so welcome to Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, this is Side. I'm uh, joined by Props and uh, Diamond Jab. Um, we are going to be talking about, uh, so recently, uh, Marvel Comics brought back the, the What Ifs. Uh, and they've also been doing um, like Infinity Warps with uh, characters that are combined Infinity together. Infinity Warps. Yeah. Infinity yeah. Car- Warps. Welcome to welcome to the jungle. Yeah, they're, right. They're killing those tag names. Right. So uh, characters smashed together <laughs> to make... Uh, a unique, uh, unique history combined of both characters. Uh, so I figured, why not let's go over and take pick a character that we love uh, and change s- an integral portion of their background, mm. uh, and let's talk about how we think it would play out. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I, I know some of us went into deep research on this, and I'm so very proud. Uh, but who would like to some go? Some of us also had an original generalization of everything. Yes, yes. And then had to do deep research <laughs> because we would not allow their so, generalization. So do, Fine. So, so to be fair, <laughs> this is Prop's ultimate what if, which would be... I'd kill every main character in comic books. And I told him, no. <laughs> um, I'm talking about development. I told him, no. It's, they've, they've been around for... <laughs> For decades. So it's like the Simpsons. They never <laughs> get out of second and fourth grade. So I in, want them to develop. So instead of that, I asked him to take a specific character. Let's change something about him and let's talk about how it goes, how yeah. we think it'll plan out. So who would like to go first? Um, me being me being uh, the yeah. initiator, I'm going to say not it. Okay. Uh, okay. We're going to throw me under the bus. Uh, it's up okay. to you. Fine, I, mine I'll, is I'll easy. It. Mine's so, not. So I'll, right, I'll, I'll do it. So, so who did you pick? So uh, we said a character I love, and there's really only one character. Uh, I like I love a few characters, but I feel like can, can you um, st- can you state what you have in your hands right now? So I have the Marvel Legacy, the 1980s handbook, the uh, Marvel official handbook for the Secrets of House of M, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Wolverine 2004, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe X Men 2004, <laughs> and the X Men 198 files. Uh, which is a Marvel handbook for the mutants that survived uh, when there was only like 198 mutants that the government was really yeah. worried about. So 
Uh, so, so if a anyone lot of, can guess, a lot of evidence. There is. Uh, you can probably probably guess from uh, just the one, the, the the Wolverine 2004 handbook. I chose Wolverine. Okay. As I've said before, I'm a Wolverine booster. Yes, I, yes, yes. I love me some Wolverine. Uh, he's been my favorite comic you name character. It, he'll be there. Right? When it comes to Wolverine. I, Wolverine has a movie. I don't care if it's Wolverine Origins. I will go and watch it. Uh, or X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, so I chose Wolverine. Yes. Um, and as I said during the planning meeting, uh, there's less that I would fundamentally change about an aspect of a character than what I would make something, a storyline that I think was dumb, not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Knowing Wolverine's storyline and something that was introduced mm, fairly recently, Sorry, How recently you, are we talking? Uh, to the mid two thousands. Okay. Um, I don't remember. Uh, uh late two thousands. You want me to guess? Yeah. Are you talking about his son? Uh, so no, I kept the son, but something his around the son. Origins. So it was oh, the or- Romulus. 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 So <laughs> I took. <laughs> I like how you're summoning around the son. I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> so in the in the comic book storyline, uh, there was a character they introduced in 2009 ish. They hinted at him, I think, in 2008, but they introduced him in 2009 named Romulus. Romulus is a a really 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 old mutant who kind of looks like if you squished Wolverine and Sabretooth together. Yeah, um, he's got highlights in his hair. I don't want to talk about it. And him. It's, it's weird hair, and he kind of, like I said, he kind of looks like Wolverine and Sabretooth got squished together. And he alluded that there's been a uh, a genetic war between Sabretooth and, like, Sabretooth men and Wolfmen since time immemorial. And the species were basically wiped out and eventually uh, became Sabretooth and Wolverine. Um, so they're the last of their people. Kind right, of. they're the last. Romulus is one of them. And he was a wolf person, apparently, or something like that. And uh, he is manipulating. Isn't it. this just the story from Underworld? Yes. <laughs> so pretty much. Except Wolverine and Sabretooth aren't in love, um, <laughs> or are they? Or are and, they? Uh, is that what you're changing? No, uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> some nice um, guy on guy action. But you know, I'm not judging. Uh, do you just hit the thing for scissoring? <laughs> Ow. Uh, so hey, you don't know. They heal fast. You don't know. They're <laughs> Wolverine true. and saber tooth. Yeah, teeth. They have high pain tolerance. They teeth. probably be fine. Saber teeth. <laughs> Whatever the plural. Saber tooth. Saber toothy. Saber tooth eye. I don't it know. Sounds painful. Saber right. teeth. Saber teeth. <laughs> the plural saber tooth. Saber tooth. Who knows? So <laughs> semantics. Fun yeah. times. So. Um, and he, and he, uh, ha- he has a lot of uh, knowledge of how to genetically engineer right, people. Right, he's, he's been around for a really long time, and he's been trying to resurrect their species, and eventually, apparently, he's, he's looking... He's Bill Nicky from Underworld. He's, he's building his successor, and he starts doing all this stuff. He's been, he's been manipulating Wolverine. He was the one who manipulated the Weapon X program to pick him, everything. Like, it was this huge, long storyline that they, they... And they subverted a lot of my favorite storylines around Wolverine. Like, there's... Um, when he encountered Captain America during World War II to save uh, Natasha Romanoff, there's uh, a point where it turns out like it was all manipulated by Romulus. It was all a staged thing that he manipulated to happen. Natasha Romanoff was in World War II. Yes, yes. She she's had uh, a she was a child during the 1940s, gotcha. but she similar to Nick Fury has had age suppressant things mm. happened to her that's caused her to live a really long time. But she knew Wolverine long before his memory. Yeah, like, back back in the day, like age suppressants, that's that's what the name of the game was. Right. Everybody everybody had a reason to live longer. Gotcha. So um but Captain America when he was originally active in nineteen forty and they met on Matapore, but there it's one of my favorite X Men comics. Uh 
Jim Lee, Chris Claremont, beautifully written. The Match Report comic? Uh, the one where Ca- Captain America and Wolverine fight together. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a great, great, great issue, and you just see, like, Captain America's like, hey, we work pretty well together, and Wolverine's like, I don't need a sidekick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he right? calls Cap the sidekick. Right? And Cap's like, that's not what I... You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Um, but in the background, you find out that Romulus basically like wanted him to kill Captain America, or he had like set this whole thing up. And Natasha was a was a plant by Romulus. And there's this huge like weird storylines that they just started throwing. Everything was Romulus manipulating Wolverine's backstory, like which everything, I think yeah. like I think that really trivialized a lot of what made Wolverine really cool to me. And so for me, uh, I I would just subtract Romulus out of the equation. And what I said was, okay, if I take Romulus out, and I said Romulus wasn't a plot element, just like I would do like one more day, one more day didn't happen. Romulus never happened. Nobody wrote Romulus. Uh, let's just get rid of him. Oddly enough, both under the same editor-in-chief, Joe Quesada. And um, <laughs> so we're going to take him out of the equation. So the events that he manipulated don't happen. And how does that change Wolverine's story? So to do that, I did a fair amount of research because <laughs> I needed to figure out exactly what events were influenced by Romulus's Yes. Intervening Intervening. And stuff. So, so just, just so you're aware, not only does he have the books we mentioned earlier, but he also wrote like a few paragraphs or a few pages worth of stuff. Correct. I have a, I have a little note. I, also I didn't did do a, any of this research for mine. I also, no, did a, I also did a little doodle of what I think Wolverine would kind of look like <laughs> instead of the Canadian costume he had when he was first introduced. <laughs> okay, I did um, a yeah, and uh, Props is also an artist. An artist. So, right. so he says doodle, but it's probably it's, it's a a li- light years better than what any um, of us could do. So uh, I also had to stay up late because I'm working really I'm working overnight tonight. So I was like, ah. Eh. So this took me to about like between the research and the doodle about 4 a.m. So uh, I'm gonna try to keep this coherent. So let's say we're gonna subtract Romulus out of it. So in Wolverine's yes. early early storyline, uh, born in the in the 1880s to a plantation, he um, he's the illegitimate son of the gardener and the the wife of the family, the Howlets. The gardener wants the wife to run away with him. He tries to. Um, take the wife with him. The father intervenes. The gardener kills who Wolverine thinks is his father. And the gardener looks just like Wolverine. You see James Hallett, who would become Wolverine, uh, then attacks the gardener, uh, whose last name is Logan. And that's the first time his claws pops and he kills him. So him and Rose, his child, um, like, attendant, like, like, like a, nanny like, tutor, like, nanny tutor friend, like paid for friend, uh, oh, no, run off together. Right. Yeah. She was, they yeah. were basically like paying her way and she had to be his friend. Um, yeah, pretty much. That's so, uh, live in friend. So, uh, they run off together into, into Canada and Wolverine's healing factor suppresses, uh, traumatic events. So uh, it's it's kind of alluded to. They kind of they touch on it every once in a while, but basically it heals him from any trauma, which includes psych- psychological trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's like that was really traumatic for you. Whoop! We're just gonna act like it didn't happen. So um, he knows it happens, but it, he he it suppresses it, doesn't make it so he like he remembers it. It kind of lets him deal with it, and it, the only way the healing factor knows how to do that is just kind of wipe over it. Just kind of which is why dry he's able to go on so many murder sprees and not really feel much of anything. Correct. Gotcha. So his his uh, his his healing factor helps him deal with that. So uh, he's in the Canadian wilderness. He's becoming more and more wild. He's like doing like cage fights. 
Um, and he's he's starting to become like the Wolverine that we've seen. Not, and then he not runs into Rogue in the middle of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, this is still in the in the early in the late eighteen eight, late eighteen hundreds. This is when also they, known as two thousand. This is a logging a logging company, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a logging company. And there's Rose, a, dude named, a dude named Logan. Um. Yeah. So, uh, well, he goes by Logan. Well, there's. I was gonna say I thought Logan was also the name of the dude that Rose falls for. No, oh, it's a different name. Okay. So. Um, Rose, uh, Wolverine has a crush on Rose, but Rose falls in love with another man, and they want to run away together. So Wolverine intentionally loses a fight to the guy in a cage match. And then some stuff happens, and his brother, uh, who oddly enough looks a lot like Sabretooth, but it's not. Well, yeah. Um, well, uh, oh, so X-Men Origins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Actually, that's where a up. lot of this came from. So his... Um, Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So his half-brother is he's the son of the gardener, but not of the um, of Mrs. Hallett. Um, his name's he, Dog. His name is Dog. And he tracks them down and starts attacking them. And in the fight, Rose tries to stop him, and he, in a berserker rage, kills her. With his claws. With his Ooh. claws. Rose. So Wolverine, uh, Wolverine kills, kills Rose. Wolverine kills Rose. Sorry. So Rosering, Wolverine kills Rose. He runs off into the She's Canadian She's a wilderness. redhead, by the way, and this is where he psychologically gets his attraction to, to redheads. redheads. Uh, yeah. Like Jean Grey and all yep. that. Yeah. So, uh, and Mystique, oddly enough. Yes. So Natural he runs off into the wilderness. He lives with wolves for a really long time and eventually runs into the Creeds. So Victor Creed and his sister Clara and mm-hmm. Mr. Sinister. So um, that's where Sinister finds his first evidence of a mutant. And he becomes obsessed with it. So um, they fight for a little while. Um, Wolverine pushes uh, Sabretooth into a chemical fixture that uh, Sinister had made that would basically remove any inhibitions, which basically turns him into the the maniacal, like, bloodthirsty Sabretooth that we know. Mm-hmm. And apparently he did this on Sabretooth's birthday, which is also causes Wolverine... Sabretooth eventually causes... Uh, his thing where he just shows up on Wolverine's birthday every year and kills whoever he's attracted to. He goes, oh, I, oh, you have a girlfriend? Not anymore. And beats the crap out of him, too. <laughs> and then yeah, beats yeah. the crap he out of said, him. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> just shanks him and then bounces. So, uh, but that starts all that. And then this so far has not been influenced too much by Romulus. Um, so Wolverine uh, then comes out of the wilderness and... He goes throughout Canada. He eventually falls in love with like a. Um, uh, he goes to like an Indian reservation, falls in love, gets married to a woman named Silver Fox. Sabretooth shows up. Oh, X Men Origins. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Kills yeah. kills her, and then. Uh, oh, does it stage kill her? Like. Uh, well, it turns well, out she's not dead. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a so little we'll bit. To- so as far as Wolverine Sinistrin, X Men Origins is very comic book accurate. I'm surprised you guys don't like this. Minus the brother thing. So. Sabretooth kills Silver Fox, scare quotes, and supposedly rapes her and kills her. And then uh, Wolverine and him fight, and Sabretooth wins. Wolverine keeps going for a little while longer. Uh, he join, he fights in uh, World War One. He becomes a Canadian paratrooper. Uh, he fights in World War Two, and then eventually he settles in Japan. And this is when we start getting into the Romulus stuff. So in the comic books, Romulus um, Wolverine settles, he trains with a guy named Ogan, which is a Spirit that possesses bodies, uh, but he's like a ninja ma- master. He's the one who trained Wolverine and how to fight. So he's not like Ghost Rider. No, no, no he's a uh, he's, he's an actual dude who's learned how to possess bodies. Yep. Gotcha. And, okay. and he wears like a demon mask, but he's he's one of the world's greatest martial artists. And he, gotcha, he gotcha. offers to teach Wolverine because he's like, you have really good potential. 
So they, they train for a little while, and then Wolverine settles down and marries a lady named Itsu. And she gets pregnant. In the comic books, Romulus uh, paid, um, took the Winter Soldier and had him kill Itsu. And he cut the baby from the, from the womb, and that would become Dakin, Wolverine's, Wolverine's son. Wolverine thought the baby and Itsu were both dead. So in this alternative telling, Romulus doesn't kill Itsu because he doesn't exist because I hate him. And <laughs> so Wolverine. Okay, so that's the what happens in the universe. Right. So this is what doesn't happen. This is this is how I believe that would that would be the cascade effect that would change what happens. Because without Romulus, uh, Itsu doesn't die. Wolverine doesn't leave Japan. Um he doesn't get recruited into Weapon X. the Weapon X program. So he doesn't get adamantium. He doesn't get the adamantium. Or at least I, I, I think I've come up with a way that it... it Just still appease the... the that it still kind gotcha. of comes up. Yep. yep. So okay. in 1946, Wolverine marries Itsu. That's kind of the agreed upon timeline for that one. Um, so Winter Soldier doesn't kill her. Sabretooth shows up on his birthday. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Kills her. Got yeah. you. But this okay. is after Dakin is already born. So Wolverine knows that he has a son. Yeah. And he's, um, he's started to raise him. Yeah. Because correct. the death of Itsu is prior to his birthday. It would have to happen on his birthday, which means right. Dakin would have already been alive by that point. Right. So yep. Dakin, is, Dakin is born. He knows he has a son. Sabretooth shows up, kills Itsu, threatens to kill the baby. Wolverine fights him off. Blah, blah, blah. Wolverine keeps the kid. Um, but his wife is dead. And as we know, Wolverine's not the best father figure, probably. Um, and he believes he would be a, a bad father, so he puts the boy up for adoption. Gotcha. He has no manifested mutant abilities. He's like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm, I would be a horrible father. So he works, and he gets the the boy adopted. Um, Logan goes on to join the De- Ministry of Defense. So he continues living in Japan, working with the uh, the Japanese intelligence service. Okay. Um, How does this differentiate from what happens after Itsu's death? So in Itsu's death, he goes and he works for the CIA and the Canadian Secret Service. So he leaves so Japan. So he leaves Japan. Gotcha. Because yeah. he doesn't have anything tying him there anymore. So basically, anything that happens now is completely new. Right. So this is completely different. So in this one, he stays in Japan. He joins the, the, the Ministry of Defense and joins the, the Japanese Secret Service, becoming a field operative known as, known as only as Patch. Okay. I like right? it. Because he already, he already had that code name when he got his eye gouged out. Yeah. Uh, in the 1920s. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which happened in the comic books. The The Weapon Plus program still happens. Yes. Because that happened independent of him. Uh, it progressed, and um, because of the ties between the Canadian, the U.S. government, and Japan, because after the war, there was a lot of there was an actual... intermingling, they actually reach out to Japan for assistance. Um, they've heard about their agent. Patch. Patch, that apparently just can't die. So uh, it turns out that's actually Sinister and Sabretooth who are part of the Weapon X program because Sinister is manipulating from the background and Sabretooth yeah. is actually in the program uh, trying to get Wolverine over into the States. So uh, that's in the, this is in the 1960s. So they reach out for Wolverine. Um, he joins Team X, um, similar to like how he does in the comic books. It's still Wolverine, Sabretooth, and Silver Fox and Maverick and a few other people that are part of it, Kane, um, yeah, they would still have been a part of the program, and similar to like it was in the original comic books. There's a guy, there's a gentleman named Aldo Faro, Aldo Faro, yeah, uh, who's known as Cyborg, PSI, <laughs> uh, who rewrites their memories, <laughs> right? PSI, and uh, rewrites their memories so they don't remember each other. So they're no long, they don't, they don't know 
uh, of their previous connections. I don't. It's a weird, stupid one, but it's it still makes sense within the plot they've already set up. Um, Wolverine, uh, because of his abilities and the training he had from Ogun and his time in Japan, realizes that something's not up with no, something's not meshing right with his memories, and he always remains a little bit guarded over there. So he never actually goes deep into Team X like he did in the original comic book series. And eventually the government calls him back because it turns out his son, who's now in his teens, manifests mutant abilities. Okay. All right. right. So they're like, calls him back. Right. Japan's like, no, no, no. We need you back here. Your son's going fucking ballistic. Yes. Um, Because like Wolverine, he has a healing factor. He has claws. And he also has another ability, which we'll go into later. Um, Is this his canon ability? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nothing is, again, everything is happening. The only thing I'll subtract is Romulus. Cool. Um, you're just trying. To I'm really connect. loving this. Right. You're just trying to connect the dots. Okay, right. Gotcha. gotcha. So um, the Weapon Flux program continues, and lacking Wolverine, they go with the next test subject that's uh, viable for adamantium uh, integration, which would be Sabretooth. So Sabretooth is the one who's put into the tank, who's given, but he volunteers for the program. He's not taken like Wolverine was mm-hmm. against his will. So they inject him with the sa- with the with the serum. Sabretooth just goes ballistic out of the tank, whereas Wolverine was controllable for a bit outside of the procedure. Sabretooth just rips out of the tank, kills everybody in the facility. So the weapon, the the weapon, he was, uh, I'd say, probably more likely uh, either Weapon 9 or Weapon 11. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll say he's one of those, maybe not Weapon 10. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, I think it was Weapon 9 where they started experimenting on humans instead of animals. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, he goes through the weapon. He goes through the weapon plus program. He becomes code and adamantium. He bursts out of the tank and he just kills everybody in it. Um, and the weapon pro, the Canadian government uh, hides that, like they don't want it to get out that there's a dude running around, uh, partially co-sponsored by the Canadian government. Yeah. Um, and he would just go on. He would release into the Canadian wilderness, going on killing sprees. Um, but because of the adamantium in his system and the fact that his, his healing factor isn't as good as Wolverine's, uh, his body has to go through periods of like dense hibernation where he just basically just shuts down for so long periods like of time. So he's like a horror movie. Yeah. Like every seven years like or something right, like, like that. Right, like every, yeah. every year or so he goes out and just kills a whole bunch of people. Who is this again? Sabretooth. 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 Okay, okay. Uh, his healing factor isn't as advanced as Wolverine's and the adamant, like with the adamantium system, and this is canon when he had the adamant, the adamantium in his system for a period of time, his healing factor was severely reduced. So his healing factor is already not as good as Wolverine's. And then they introduced the adamantium into it. Wolverine's healing factor was able to make up for the adamantium in his system. Sabretooth effectively dies for periods of time. His body's just like, I can't deal with this. I'm going to shut down until I heal. It's like, and he just, yeah, hibernation. Right. Yeah. So he just hibernates and then he comes out and he kills a whole bunch of people on a killing spree. And this goes on for a few years. Um, the Canadian government eventually is just like, we, we've sent things after him. It's not working. There's only, there's only like one thing we know of that could probably stop him. And so they reach out to Japan again. Now, real quick, is the only thing in terms of Romulus's influence that we're changing is the beginning or are these other instances that Romulus has? Just the beginning. It's just the beginning and just, this is the ripple effect of it. It's, this isn't I've like, subtracted everything that Romulus would have affected out of it. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So Romulus wasn't there to, to make sure the Weapon X program chose Wolverine for the adamantium. Gotcha. The, the Romulus wasn't there to manipulate Dakin's growing up. Warmilus wasn't there to make sure that, you know, like Itsu died or other other people yeah. that Wolverine became attached to died gotcha. to make sure that he never got roots in any one area. Um, so uh, Canadian government re- reaches out uh, to Japan to get Logan's help. 
Uh, they argue that without with Creed, Victor Creed, Sabretooth, the way he is now, Wolverine doesn't stand a chance. So they give them their notes on the adamantium bonding process, and they say, this is the only way you're going to be able origins. to beat him. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. This is the only way. But they way. give Japan that. Right. Japan, Japan already had it with Lord Darkwind. Yes. Uh, but they stole the research from Darkwind, so they basically went back and said, okay, well, here's the research back. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> we're, you know, sorry, sorry, but we're going to, we need, we need somebody like Sabretooth to fight Sabretooth. We need somebody that can track him and fight him when they encounter him. So the only thing we can think of that'll do that is, is Wolverine. Is Patch. Yeah. Uh, is Patch. Um, he, uh, so in this, again, he voluntarily goes in for the procedure rather than being forced to do it. So like, it's the dichotomy between him and Sabretooth. They both voluntarily go in for this versus the original universe where Wolverine, didn't have the he's option. He was, mm-hmm. he was drugged and forced to go through the procedure. Um, and then he's dispatched to Canada to do that, uh, to track down Sabretooth. Um, Wolverine tracks him to a small property where Sabretooth had been torturing a couple named the Hudsons, which Ooh, if you know from, uh-huh, Department right? Department H. Right. So, uh, Department H, otherwise Heather and, um, the guardian. I mean, why am I forget his name? I'm blanking on it, but uh, the Guardian, they're both members of Alpha Flight and they're really deep into Wolverine's actual backstory. And it became because when he escaped the Weapon X program, they were the first people he encountered. And 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 they took him in. And this one, several years later, Sabretooth eventually winds up on their property and that's where Wolverine shows up. Got you. Dying in the Hudsons, right? Um, uh, They fought. Sabretooth uh, has always been stronger than Wolverine. Got you. Continue. Sabretooth has always been stronger than Wolverine with the adamantium. He had an advantage, and Wolverine, and he's been using the adamantium for years, whereas Wolverine's just had it for a short period of time. So he's while his healing factor is better, Sabretooth is actually gaining the upper hand in the fight um, until Sabretooth is impaled behind by Wolverine's son Dakin. Does he also have adamantium? No, he doesn't okay. have adamantium. Uh, he just has his bone claws, but he used his pheromone powers in order to persuade people to get over into Canada to follow his father, despite his father not wanting him to follow him over to fight. Because he has pheromone powers. He yeah, can get yeah, you to yeah. do what he wants. Right? So, um... Most of the time, he just uses it in the mainstream comics to do people. Right. So, he's he, he's a seductress. Yeah. Seductor. 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 Um, uh, so, while they're rescuing the Hudson, Sabretooth escapes. So, Sabretooth gets out. Um... But it's because of Dakin that Wolverine wins that fight. Um, Afterwards, Wolverine would attempt to be more of a father figure to Dakin, but his own violent natures and his sons were constantly at odds. Uh, Wolverine would continue to work within both with the Canadian Secret Service, the CIA, and the Japanese Ministry of Defense until uh, the Japanese government was approached by a gentleman named Charles Xavier, Mm -hmm. uh, looking to replace uh, the X-Men team that had recently been... uh, captured by the island Krakoa and he's looking to form a new X-Men team and he approaches Wolverine and Wolverine goes, okay, I'll join, but I need you to brain wipe my son. Mm. Make him forget about me, make him have a happy life. And when he's ready, he'll seek you out and he'll want like basically to join the X-Men, but I need him to have a healthy life. But you do that. I'll join your stupid little X-Men team. And then we have Wolverine joining the X-Men. The X-Men in the in the giant size X-Men number one um, in the 1970s. And Xavier has done some sa- shady stuff in the past, so he, Already, pro- he so. would have said so, yes. And in this one, uh, Romulus wanted Professor X to jo- wanted Wolverine to join Professor X to eventually kill Professor X, uh, I think, or something like that. Something but like Professor that. X actually removes 
uh, Romulus's influence from Wolverine's head, and in so doing, unfortunately, removes any memory of Romulus from him. Mm. So Professor X knew what Romulus was and what he was asking Wolverine to do, which, again, is like a giant retcon to most of my favorite moments in X-Men history, which is why I'm getting rid of them. In this one, Wolverine joins the X-Men of his own volition, uh, similar to how he did when we originally thought it was. He just has a different outfit. It's not designed by Canada. It's designed by Japan. Gotcha. Um, I think it's fun because this, because like certain scenes play out a little bit differently. So we have that. My favorite scene in the early Chris Claremont comics is when Wolverine and Wolverine and Nightcrawler go to Canada mm-hmm. to help Alpha Flight, and they run into Heather Hudson. Heather Hudson runs up and goes, "Logan," and Nightcrawler goes, um, "What's this Logan thing?" Wolverine <laughs> goes, "That's my name," and Nightcrawler goes. You didn't tell us your name. He goes, none of you asked. <laughs> um, there's a great moment, and I think like this one would play a little bit differently. Heather Hudson, they would they would still be contacted to go over and help with the, uh, the with the Wendigo situation with the Alpha Flight, um, but instead of Logan, she says Patch because that's what she would have known him as, yeah, yeah. right? And Niger goes, what is this Patch, right? And he goes, only really good friends and people I don't uh, I don't like call me Patch. And why have we not heard of this? And I was like, I think you answered your own question, bub. Yeah. <laughs> right little moments like that like i think there's you can h- still have some of those like key moments in wolverine's history but there's yeah. a little bit of a change to it and then uh so that's how i think wolverine would probably look if japanese japan designed a suit i like um, it i really do so like more of like an iron fist kind of when it was feral wolverine like yeah, bandana yeah, mask yeah. still keeping some of the wolverine elements you still get the claws but it's got like a kimono I like the iron going fist going vibe going can we on. post this yeah sure um but that was uh that was a quick little doodle i did last night uh, for Agent Patch, and then we would kind of see maybe some of the the hair stylistic elements that would come from his like his later helmets, kind of introduced in that. Yeah. Um, but that's what I would do. So like I, I know that was a very long winded, but that's what happens when you ask me to do something like this. No, I'm no, just gonna I, dive I really actually into really, it. I really so, liked it. Uh, I don't have a scribble, but I'll see how how good I can <laughs> how far I can go. Right. Uh, okay. So that's uh. It's pretty good. So, okay, you just made all of ours look really bad. No, uh, so I'll, I'll go next. I'll okay, go next. that gives me so time to. My, my, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite that characters. Sorry, a little bit of time. And Brian, you can help me on this one. I can try. So I, I, I figured we'd talk it out. So I have I mean, in my head things that would happen. But I, uh, I feel, feel free to say how things would have happened differently, I think, with so, mine. Uh, so, no, I think it's very accurate, actually. Um, I did a lot of Mine reading. is, what if uh, Mystique uh, was a good mother? Uh, to sp- which one? To specifically <laughs> Kurt, to, to Nightcrawler. Not um, Gray and Creed? You're going to leave Gray and Creed out in the out in the band? He doesn't band exist in this, in this world. Okay, okay. Because she, do- she doesn't really line up with, uh, in, in my head. Okay. Um, so She never boinks Victor for some reason? Yes. Okay. Uh, so in my head, uh, she gives birth to Kurt, I know I know this has been done before, but I I, I really think uh, it bears repeating, uh, or it bears it bears my my view on it, um, because she okay so she has Nightcrawler, right? She gives birth to him and she decides. Originally in the comic books, she decides I'm I need to get out of here because in mid birth she shifts into her normal form and people flip out and she throws Nightcrawler off a cliff. Uh, to get rid of him so right. she can escape, and he teleports, uh, or his father does. Yeah, they've, they've bounced back and forth, but that, that's where he winds up in the church, right? I also, yeah, I also want to just make a point is I would change Azazel to just be a mutant. 
to just be a mutant. No, no demon? No, no demon? No demon. Okay. Uh, he's just a mutant that seduces Mystique. So we're going with X-Men Origins on this one. Or yeah, the yeah, X-Men yeah. First Class. Actually, we are. We're going X-Men uh, First Class so on this. Got just, it. Uh, just a mutant that kind of, uh, that kind of you know, seduces her while she's married to another human. Uh, to a human. Uh, but... In the, in my point that she like sees Kurt and she falls in love like a, like most mothers should, uh, right. you know, and and says this sees herself in him that blue, you know, sees that and says I need to protect this child and realizes that maybe maybe the past that she's had is not the best way to raise a child, um, and now she does uh, have a relationship with Destiny as well. I feel like. Uh, she still hooks up with Destiny, and they raise Kurt, and later on, Rogue, uh, together. Okay. You, you, I, I see. I see a look there. What do you think? I'm thinking that because uh, how much does Nightcrawler's change when you subtract the religious elements that are such a big part of his character? So the the fact that he was raised in a church, like he's a functioning priest mm-hmm. at the time of his first death. So you take that out. You can take that out, but uh, you can put in, so he's, um, I would think that be, staying with Miss, uh, Destiny for too long, because Destiny can see the future, would almost make certain people fatalistic, uh, as in, in the, like, they can't escape what's going to happen. Okay. And maybe I think that happens a little bit to his mother, so maybe he looks elsewhere for guidance. And turns turns to God. Turns to God, yeah. Okay. Um. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she's still a good mom, but she's kind of like trying to do her best to keep her kids safe. Um, and uh, we're, you, you're thinking something. So uh, you have Mystique. Mystique mm-hmm. eventually gets approached by, well, multiple people. So, um, ah, crap, what's the timeline for Nightcrawler? Because in the 19... Uh, it's supposed to be like 1990 when the X-Men, when the new X-Men team is formed. So that would put him in his in 1970s, mm-hmm. which would be about 10 years after Team X mm-hmm. um, when she was working with uh, Team X as Raven. Yeah. Uh, in the 1920s, she met Wolverine in the 1920s. And then the, sorry, Wolverine history is the one I know really well. No, it's So fine. Uh, 1920s and then the 1960s on Team X. And then I don't know what she was doing between the, the well, obviously, you know, pooping out babies. Um, <laughs> in the 1970s, uh, in the 1980s, uh, which would be good, which would eventually become Nightcrawler. And, it, and it's my, it's my, um, so originally Nightcrawler got a swashbuckling kind of nature from being in the circus. Right. In my mind though, he watches, literally watches Errol Flynn, Flynn movies, okay. Errol Flynn movies, and then just adapts that. And I think this would also change Rogue's character a little bit. Um, well, if Raven's a good mom, they she's would, uh, probably not going to go on that heist with, that caused yeah. her to get her powers from yeah. Carol Danvers. So I think that Rogue and Kurt would, because um, she's a person who can't touch anyone. He's a person who can't be seen by most people. So they kind of form a very close friendship. Uh, like So they're real, homeschooled. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But the real, like a real brother-sister, right. like, you know, relationship. Um and I feel like uh, Mystique would become fiercely protective of them. And eventually she would realize that she can't protect them all the time. And that maybe they like rogue needs help that she can't provide. And Kurt needs to be with more people like himself. And that's when like, ex- 
I have a feeling like she starts to have these worries and doubts. And then one day she's out somewhere posing as someone else. And Xavier just shows up. Okay. Like he just is like, hi, you're Raven. And she's like, what WTF? Cause I feel like that's the thing Xavier would do. Like he'd be like, you're Raven. And she's like, I don't know what you mean, sir. <laughs> and he's like, I literally can read your mind. <laughs> um, and then that's when, and so she decides to move not only Kurt and rogue there, but herself and destiny as well. Okay. And so they, so they kind of become teachers. So this is super X-Men first class. Yes. Super X-Men. This is just X-Men first class. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But, um, uh, but, but more happy ending for rogue ish. But, uh, on the, on the flip side, Azazel is just a mutant and he's not a good mutant. So he actually gets pulled into the space that she left with the um, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yes. So, sorry, the Brotherhood, because yeah. no one's going to call themselves the Evil Mutants. Yes. Oh, the Masters of Evil. So many bad names. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that makes that makes a, a good amount of sense. Um, oh man, Exodus and, uh, and then, Azazel being on the same team, pretty pretty nuts. Yes, right. They're both pink. Um, <laughs> uh, and, but aside, that would just be really interesting. I think. That and eventually Wolverine does come to the U.S. or not the U.S. Uh, well, yeah, the U.S. and I'm part of the team, and uh, there and I I feel like uh, oh hey hey <laughs> I feel like there'd be some friction there at first. Uh, well, uh, Wolverine if they remembered Wolverine wouldn't remember too well. I mean, he knows he remembers some things, which is always kind of weird when it comes to what he remembers and what he doesn't. But I feel like um, maybe it would be a page turn for her because she's kind of on this good path that she would uh, kind of admit, hey, I know more about you than you do. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, we used to work together. Like, and then I like framed you for a horse robbery back in the 1920s. Why not? Or a stagecoach robbery, one of those two. I, I feel like Xavier would push her to tell Logan the truth. Right. He's like, you should just tell In him. one of his more altruistic moments. And there'd be some weird sexual tension there. Although they worked together as a dude for a while. Mm-hmm. When, he, when she was just going by Raven as part of Team X. Yeah. Um, fun times. Um, yeah. So, uh, Wolverine coming in on, so when would you, you would still have the recruitment of Kurt, Kurt be at the same time. So after the, after the X-Men are taken by Krakoa, how old comparatively is rogue to Kurt? Kurt's older. Yeah. I know he's older, but how old would she, if she found rogue at a younger age, maybe, um, I don't know. Well, no, she's the, like the, so she's the adopted kid. And then, would the situation where she found Rogue have still happened if Kurt were a part of her life? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I actually forget how she found Rogue, but uh, <laughs> um, I want to say it does just because. Well, I think Rogue was running because of the thing that happened in her hometown where she touched that kid maybe, that went to the coma. Uh, maybe they were both running. Possibly. Because someone saw Kurt. And then they bumped into one another, maybe just at a different time. Maybe yeah. Rogue's more jaded and needs Yeah, actually, that's more help. Work. Yeah. And she just sees, like, what could have happened to her son. Um, so so the you heard how that would, for me, how that would change. While Wolverine would stay true to being Wolverine, how that would change Wolverine's aspects. So he yes. becomes more of a father figure, yeah. which I think would go well into when he meets, like, Kitty and the other ones. Yeah. He'd probably own that relationship. Mine more. completely changes the character. A bit. <laughs> well, so, but like, like, how does it change the character? Like, well, uh, so just make you, so someone who's think of Liam Neeson in, in, uh, the Taken movies, right? 
anything to protect their kid. Um, now, we all know that Mystique is capable of anything. Um, but behind, she has a certain set of skills. And yes. And behind that kind of violence that she can bring to bear, she would have this just intense, um, you know, just uh, nurturing, you know, mother, you know, mother feeling. You know, I, don't, I don't know where I'm getting at words, but like just intense love for her kid. Okay. Now, how, how would that affect every other decision she made? Maybe that would make her look back on her previous life and say, hey, this is wrong. I can't raise a child like this. So you're focusing on Mystique. Yeah, less on Nightcrawler, more on Mystique okay. and how it affects him going forward. So Mystique's character changes would be the... the she Well, she she's had nurturing tendencies before, but they're always yeah. like subsumed by yeah, yeah. her self-destructive and mm-hmm. uh, manipulative This is nature. where it literally just overrides the manipulation. Okay. Uh, not that she can't do that anymore, but that she would never do anything to hurt either of her kids. Okay. Nifty. Zazel joins uh, Magneto, which means they both have teleporters. Magneto had a teleporter at one point. Didn't he? Yes, he had uh, um, the chick who can make the win- the the portals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or uh, she t- he turned people she turned people to mist. Yeah, yeah. It was very painful. Yes. Um, um, uh, Professor X's old love interest. Amelia? Yes. Was there any Amelia Voigt? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, um, I I like to think that that would turn out a more positive type of thing. I just think that would be interesting. You know. I like it. And could you imagine uh, Mystique just training in the danger room? Like, she's literally morphing into different, like, X-Men and stuff. So was the idea that Mystique would, that certain aspects would be pulled so that she would have the opportunity to choose the, her the son, person that her, she wanted to be? Yeah, yeah. Choose her, her, her love for her son over anything else and the love of, of Rogue. Over so you would make it a more personal relationship that would therefore kind of alter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her outlook on the world. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And then being in a comfortable environment, like the professor, Professor Xavier's, mm-hmm. without the backstory but, between yeah. the two of them. But I feel like right. I feel like to alter that part of her, like part of herself, like her past experience, would want make her be like the head of security or something like that. For like, hey, a shapeshifter could get in here, Got could you. do this. Like I've done all this. <laughs> like you I can imagine help. the drills. She's just like. Uh, they're like, okay, we're safe. And then she shapeshifts out of her and she's just like, I got You're it. Not. Here. <laughs> yeah. Try again. You're psychics. Why did you not catch this? <laughs> right. you were try, thinking, it. try again. Mystique, you were thinking about pizza the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I still could have killed you. Right? <laughs> Mystique, you were thinking <laughs> about pizza. All I got pizza. was pizza. You didn't think that was odd in the middle of a, like a, a drill that a kid's just thinking about pizza the entire time? I thought you time? were hungry. <laughs> no, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, yeah, maybe it's, it's a little bit of wish fulfillment on my part, but I, I think I want the best for Nightcrawler. <laughs> I just want the best for him. Uh, every time I think of Mystique, I just think of that weird little skull pin she has on her forehead. <laughs> yeah, <reason>. right. <laughs> because. Raven. Okay, Joe, your go. All right. <laughs> I try, I tried the best I could to piece something together. And even though I've had a week to think about this, I piece, I piece this together in seven minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, so my character, uh, is Spider-Man, uh, as is the case, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. Uh, but I wanted to, I like the original thing I said to you when you first brought it up was what if Peter Parker's family was rich, right? Rather than being poor. And I thought about that and I went, it changes the character. It changes yeah. the belief system. But I didn't think that was enough. 
Okay. Especially after hearing <laughs> you go through yeah, right, right. so much. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if that's enough. So I was like, what if I were to alter this a, a little bit? Hmm. So, so tweak the tweak. So tweak the tweak. Twerk because the his tweak. family tweak being rich is relatively generic. That could be any reason up to this point. So the thing that I thought of was what if Peter did come from a positive household, a household where income was not an issue, a household where money was not an issue. But what if he came in an instance where his parents were still alive? Mm -hmm. So, but instead of going the typical route of what other comic books have done, and again, I have not read those comic books, so I really don't know if this is even something that's done up to this point. So what I chose was, um, so Peter's parents are still CIA agents who end up saving Wolverine uh, when Baron von Strucker has him captive, right? Right. Uh, but instead of being presumed dead on their next mission when they go to become sleeper agents for the Red Skull, the CIA contacts Wolverine and pressures them into returning the favor because Wolverine has essentially been working for them during that time. He's been doing a couple missions here or there. The CIA says, we will let you go if you go in to essentially save them. They're they're under this fear that they are not going to survive the mission. So far, all three of ours have involved Wolverine. Have involved Wolverine at some point or another. (laughs) So their survival changes the path of their careers. They don't die. They end up retiring from the CIA. They become teachers in their respective fields of what they do. Um, This, of course, changes Peter's relationship with Ben and Mae Parker because they are not directly influenced in his life anymore, right? They're kind of off to the side, but not directly there. Right. They're not in the household. There isn't that constant influence. You know, Peter's family can still be teaching classes, stuff like that. Um, maybe they watch him. Uh, maybe they watch babysit. him. Once, yeah, they babysit once in a while, things of that nature. As Peter gets older, because his parents are so successful, it positions him to still be uh, uh, to still be enrolled in the best schools, similar to Harry's situation. But instead of leaving for an Ivy League school, uh, Peter ends up staying behind when uh, when uh, another instance happens. Ben ends up being diagnosed with cancer at that point. Um, after that moment happens, P- Peter's perception of the world is skewed up to that point. He was kind of a do-gooder who was in school, and he begins to have a, a different relationship with his family in that he's a little distant. He doesn't want to essentially be what his uncle wants him to be, what his parents want him to be, whatever the case may be. Uh, and so he begins to struggle with that. He's not this kind of boots on the ground hero or the origins of whatever this boots on the ground hero ends up being. Um, with this, he chooses uh, to confide in Ben's decision to not follow in his parents' footsteps, and with his frustrations with their belief on military lineage, uh, he chooses. He go, he says to him, "I don't really want to do any of those things. I don't know what I want to do." Uh, I've really enjoyed from Peter's aspect this idea of this non-confidence in who he is as a person, right? Mm -hmm. We see that when he's struggling with Spider-Man, but I don't know if I ever saw it prior to Spider-Man. Peter just kind of did his thing. He was a nerd. Yeah, Ben built him up. And I wanted a little more, I don't know what I want to be, but I don't want to be my parents. Uh, But I still needed a moment that wasn't Ben dying that still flipped the origin story. And so I felt leaving classes one night, he witnesses the death of Norman Osborn, who at this point is not rich. He's just some random guy. Uh, He witnesses that death. Uh, He confines in Ben what he saw. uh, And Ben says, I think 
based on everything you've experienced, you need some type of structure in your life that right now you don't have. And so Peter, I guess what would be the change in the origin, the ultimate change, is Peter actually ends up joining the CIA. Okay. Uh, goes in as a uh, site technician. Now, does he, uh, does he have spider powers? Not up to this not point. Okay. The spider powers actually originate from a CIA uh, project. Okay. Uh, that is currently working on something that he is tasked to because he's still intelligent. He's still a smart guy. He still has science on the brain or tinkering, if we want to get to that point. Not so much science. I guess we well, could say chemistry he might, he still. Might even, he might even nurture that more. Exactly. And so uh, rather than it stemming from Oscorp or Osborne Industries, it actually stems from the CIA. This idea that he would be a part of a project that would lead to these powers. Uh, the job he would he would have ultimately with the CIA would leave him in New York City, but he would all of a sudden start manifesting these different powers. Uh, you just made Jack Ryan Spider-Man. Yes, yes. kind of, sort of, yeah, which yeah. sounds really odd uh, <laughs> without the Jack Ryan origin story. But yeah, he would essentially be a CIA individual and a, chemist, uh, a chemistry person, number cruncher, uh, that would but become Spider-Man. You, you, you do know that where the next step for that is, right? Huh. S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so would, Shield, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to be he like... He would be recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yoink. Uh, and S.H.I.E.L.D. would go, we already, we know that you're manifesting something. And she would actually help shape his persona of Spider-Man rather than him coming up with it on his own, that it would be the organization that he is a part of that would help shape that persona, which would position Spider-Man differently, which I thought would be more interesting. It's someone who's more ingrained in government, but at the same time, he doesn't have that kind of friendly neighborhood vibe. So could you imagine how fights would be with Spider-Man who is trained by the CIA? Who is trained by the CIA. The CIA military and SHIELD? And Shield. Oh my God, those fights would be over in a second. Yeah. Uh, the well, I mean, Spider-Man's had military training and shield training. And shield training in the past, but imagine if those were pre like if his he was, powers. If he was right. like, if he was like a, like a military He was already Spider-Man yeah. by that point when yeah. he gets trained to use his powers better. Imagine if he already has this physical human ability even before the spider bite, right? Yeah, so, so imagine, so Peter as a, as a weakling nerd, weak nerdling, when he got the spider powers, became really, really strong. Imagine someone, it's like saying, imagine you, you gave Captain Think America of what happened when Brock got the suit and Brock was already a strong guy yeah. because he was a yeah. buff idiot. And, and imagine if you gave Captain America's serum to someone who was really physically fit, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So ultimately at the end of the day, uh, he ends up working for S.H.I.E.L.D., he ends up doing these things. Uh, the first... I don't, I don't want to say season, but the first set of comic books I actually had, uh, I thought was that the only person who would know about his powers is Ben. Yeah. While Ben is in the last few months of his life. And so there are these moments where Pete comes back home because he works in New York and he's talking with Ben and Ben already knows what he's doing. Uh, and so a lot of that, that relationship is built post Spider-Man rather than pre Spider-Man Spider uh, to try to bring him somewhere close to what people are used to. But I'm really, I'm really intrigued by this idea that uh, trauma did not create, did not create Spider-Man trauma created a disparity within Peter. 
I find that to be more interesting because trauma that creates a hero is business as usual. But trauma that breaks down an individual can open up different pathways to then create the hero, which I find to be more interesting. So. Yeah. That's, I actually find that very interesting. It's much better than what they said when they did a what if uh, Daredevil became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was n not as good as yeah. that. <laughs> not as good by far. Um, so are we just – this is replacing certain events. So are we saying the spider never escaped from the experiment? Or they I mean, you could say it did, but rather than it being perpetrated by Oscorp. So that experiment never happened. That it's an experiment within the CIA. So the okay. government is putting this together rather than I'm a just business. figuring out which, which elements. Because like theoretically, you could have somebody that has spider powers the way Peter should have gotten them running Theoretically, around. Theoretically, yeah. If Oscorp was still doing that experiment and the spider still got loose and Miles still Morales. bit a kid. <laughs> Theoretically, yeah, that could well, be the case. Miles, Miles I like the, born yet. I no, like no, no. the idea the of age. it being the CIA because for, for two reasons. One, I think it positions Peter to have more at the, at the initial point of it happening and him manifesting powers and him feeling like his life is being upended. It creates more of a negative sentiment towards the organization that he didn't even want to be a part of in the first place. So it creates that second guessing that why did I even bother doing this? Because he, he has no direction on how to use his powers yeah. up to this point. He just thinks this has happened to me and it is terrible. Right. Uh, so it creates a little more fear than it does like Peter learning how to swing around the city and go, Oh man, this is fantastic. Right. Um, because I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't necessarily like the idea of Peter coming to that solution on his own, which is why when you mentioned Shield, I'm like, that's actually a great idea that an organization would go. No, this is how we. This is how you would shape. We have experience in working with powered ind individuals. Well, I think he'd, he'd, depending on how deep you want to go into it, Shield would probably have sponsored the CIA experiment. Yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and then they're like, "Oh, something came out of that." That and that and that could potentially create more distrust if you're talking about tension. By saying, well, you created me. I didn't right. even ask for this. I'm not a gun you can fire off yeah, in yeah, your yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, similar to what like Captain America So was. that it would still happen, but the motivations might be different. So you, you and even with Ben with Ben uh, kind of passing, it gives him a reason to connect with Ben again. Well, yeah. And, ben, I, and, even, I was thinking, and, and Ben saying, Hey, yeah, they did this to you, and and yes, you're not a gun to be fired. But you have something special, yeah. And then that's where the with great power. And, well, and this was my still thing. Come I, about. I I was originally thinking, right now, every time there is a storyline about Peter's parents, it's one of two things: either they're dead, or they're great. Right? Peter's imagining of his life with his family is either uh, I don't have parents. Yeah, what if it's shitty? Yeah, like, it's either, yeah, so rather than, hey, he uh, my parents, parents are alive, but... therefore they're great, or my parents are dead. Those are the only two. I think there's a third option where my parents are alive, and I do, and like a very down-to-earth typical situation, I do not want the life that they're positioning for me. They are decorated CIA individuals in the military, and they believe in the idea of a military lineage. I do not want that. I reject that until I am pushed into or until I see something that at my age of a teenager, 
I am I have not seen and it has broken me to my core. Yeah. And I now need structure. So now the thing I pushed away might be the thing that can help me piece myself back uh-huh. together. I was going to say that begs the question as well is how would the public view Spider-Man at that point? And would things certain things happen quicker like maybe he becomes a founding member of the or Avengers? Well, here's the thing. Or, now if we ta- if we're talking about Shield and different people's relationship with Shield, Captain America is loved for being a part of Shield. Yeah. Right? Yeah. By everyone other than the little guy because the little guy is ignored by S.H.I.E.L.D. as an organization. They love old Captain America, but not necessarily Captain America that works for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So if we're talking about friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, Spider-Man as a whole, for the community at large, people love Spider-Man, except for the people who feel like they are ignored by him. Which would be the friendly neighborhood. Which would be the friendly neighborhood that that gets lost, because S.H.I.E.L.D. is only sending him on major assignments to fight big villains in big city areas. And maybe you could have a scene like that in the comic book where he sees someone mug someone or something and he stops them. Like he, he real quick. It could even be Nick Fury. He goes to get ready to stop them and Nick goes, we don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Or or I was going to say, I was going to say, or there's a scene where it actually does stop him. Yeah. Uh, It's just like, he's getting coffee or something. He just stops him. He winds up changing out real quick, stops the person and they go, why should I thank you? This is like, oh yeah, you're. This here is like now. the fourth time this week. Yeah, you're here now, but like, what? what it's a government, you're a government servant. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why should um, I thank you? I. Uh, I also. I, I. think it's kind of fun if you think about that great power with great responsibility. If Ben isn't talking about Peter in that conversation, but the government. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Because Peter is a direct representation of the right. government. In Why place. should I do this? And it was like, well, the government has power. Like, and with that power comes great responsibility that they owe the public. Yeah. And it isn't necessarily like, you know, with your personal power comes great responsibility. It's like, no, no it's, it's about the service that we owe others. Yeah. The service that we but, owe the people. Right. As, yeah. as, as a government entity. Like, and, I think, I think that's interesting to flip that conversation on its head and not say it's about Peter's personal responsibility, but the now, responsibility of the entity that he works for. Now, I don't have a sketch, <laughs> but if S.H.I.E.L.D. is positioning Spider-Man as a, as a public servant, then the red, white, and blue that he typically has in his outfit plays a little more meaning. Yeah, It him. might not be Captain America in your face, red, white, and blue, with a star on his chest, but it serves... A different and I persona, could see I could see a black suit for uh, for stealth missions. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that could be interesting. I wonder how the symbiote would play into that, or would he still even get the symbiote? Well, I mean, if it was like done if, during Secret Wars, uh, I think they all get pulled. So it's I true. think the other side of it, though, is the thing that we always know about Shield: the Shield will always take things too far. Yeah. And so if the idea is there are powered individuals that we cannot control, so our whole purpose for starting that program with the CIA was to create powered individuals of our own that we could control. Yep. That could be another – I mean it's so the same, then, it's so the same concept as Oscorp. So then start showing up, but they're not government funded. They could be Hydra. They could be yeah. anything. So you get You're looking culture. at a goblin that could be Hydra-oriented. Yeah. Especially if Norman Osborn's dead. Especially yeah. if Norman Osborn's and it dead. Could be, or it could be Harry. Well, so that's the that's a whole nother yeah. story because Harry's entire the, the entire I've removed Oscorp from the situation is yep. what I've done. Yeah, he doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh 
two two events have happened. Oscorp doesn't exist, and Peter's parents survive. Yep. Those are the two instances that I would change. Because I think Oscorp existing, Oscorp becomes this feeding ground for villains, and I don't like that. And, I don't and like I when like, one location uh, ends up just spouting villains out left yeah. and right, and they're the originator of it. I, I like it when it's an when uh it's it could be an organization, it could be an individual, it could be people who believe their own thing. They're not just reacting to and something. And it leaves else. and it leaves the question of like, so think of Miles Morales, like how that could happen. They're trying to replicate what made Peter because they they want more power. But what if Miles is your friendly neighborhood? Ah, oh, okay. And now yeah, yeah, yeah. you're looking at a, not in, just a difference in Spider Man, but a difference in belief system. He gets inspired by the Captain America esque Spider Man that he sees in the poster on his Correct. wall, and decides I want to be that guy, but I don't want to be. I can't be. I'm not part of the government, so I'll Shield help, needs you. So I'll, exactly. So I'll help right. out who I can. Yeah. But I then but then that. again that creates a difference in belief system. The idea of Miles Morales saying like I believed in you because you represented something bigger. The problem is you don't represent that to the people I see every day. So I will. So yeah, I yeah. will. I like that. I like and that it, a lot. And again, I think Peter is – one of the beautiful things about Peter Parker is Peter is the everyday man that you can rip to shreds and he will attempt to handle it all. And I think this type of storyline takes the psyche or at least the personality or the demeanor of Peter Parker and starts to pick it apart, the things he chooses to believe in, the things he values the most, because his experience of loss is not as prevalent as it is in other storylines. Yeah, so it, he's not as deeply troubled when he sees someone mugged and murdered in a small town, right? Yeah, because some, Shield has has said there is a bigger picture at play, and he and he goes, I've had to do much worse. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe he's had to kill. You might you might have seen uh, one old lady die, but I was in Sokovia, and I saw and I saw thousands kill of people die. Right, so it creates a different dynamic I, where he's realized, much more standoffish. I can't save them all. Yeah, which is something we talked about with Spider-Man. Something Bigger. we talked I, about. I can't save them all. Yeah. He finds that lesson out real quick. So the question is, the, the, I, I, I think at, at its core, the thing I like about this change is it puts the onus on the reader of what do you value more? Do you value the big hero or do you value the small hero? Because they both serve their purpose and they're right. both beneficial. Yeah. But Superman at the end of the day, or, um, Captain America versus Spider-Man. Captain America versus Spider-Man. Do you like the big hero that saves the world or Spider-Man that saves a the community, a neighborhood. Because at the because at the end of the day, when it is a hero that matters to you as the reader, then it changes things. Because you've yeah. only ever had Spider-Man dabble with S.H.I.E.L.D. and be a small individual. Or you've had a Spider-Man that you're unrelated to because he's from another universe. I just uh, I just think this is really funny because you'll have – I could hear James, J. Jonah Jameson being like, and then we have the Spider-Man imposter. He wears a darker outfit than yeah. the original. J. Our Jonah Jameson might Patriot, love this Spider-Man. Right, probably loves – Because it's a representation he, he of hates, government. It's but a, he hates it's a, Miles Morales. But he hates, he hates Miles Morales. Maybe, maybe uh, his son is even saved from the um, – from his spaceship crash by like say Captain America uh, and, and, uh, and Spider-Man working with shield, you know, like, 
Right. I love that Spider-Man. He is the best. There's this imposter running around New York. He is a menace. You know, and I, it just, yeah, you I know. Think, I think comics have gotten so, or media has gotten so focused on his identity mm-hmm. that I think sometimes it's nice to reflect back on what Spider-Man's identity means to to the community at large yeah. when it's not what people are used yeah. to. I would I would love to see any of these stories in print. <laughs> like I would I mean they're different. I, I, I mean they them. don't appease the uh you need to die. <laughs> I mean Peter well, could die in a terrible accident well, and Miles you, takes over the rest of the series, but that um, you beat me to it. And um, and it's much more possible in mine, I think. That's what I was going to say like in yours. Already. Yours I was thinking I was like, "Oh yeah, like and then he dies on a mission and then Miles Morales takes over and then yeah. like, Shield tries to go to Miles Morales and like, say, uh Do you want to be Agent You Spider-Man? belong to us." And he's like, nah. That's kind of what it is. It's Agent, the, like, Age of, it's Agent Spider-Man. That's yeah. what it is. It's Spider-Man Jack Ryan. <laughs> right? It's Tom, Tom Clancy's Spider-Man. The hunt for um, red Spider-Man. The hunt, <laughs> the hunt for Carnage. Um, oh, my God. Could you imagine Carnage is actually created by S.H.I.E.L.D. when they yeah, moved could you to ima- Symbiote t- from him? Like, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is just like, uh, this is a PR nightmare. Like, we need to... Shut this down. Spider-Man, go after him. Such right. and such, go after him. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. just has this housing of heroes that... And then they uh, train... Eddie Brock's another agent. Yes, they're like, yes. Okay, well, the symbiotes... The symbiote's not built for Spider-Man. That's It's psychologically not a good compatibility. Yeah. But what if we take Brock? Brock's, you know, not bad. Maybe maybe he could do the symbiote and, thing. And maybe br- this Brock has been, tr- like, military trained. I feel right. like he'd be a grunt. Yeah, that's oh, pretty yeah. much like what he Shield is. Shield grunt. But and he'd then, be trained and he'd have discipline. Well, I think you put more of the onus. Well, I think you yeah. put more of the onus on Venom. If he's if he's a boring grunt, the moment he makes contact with Venom is the moment he becomes interesting. Yep. Right? That's Don't do this Brock whole was. double like this loser. Oh, Venom's also a loser. No. The moment he gets Venom is the moment he becomes well, Because he's like, wait, I've got yeah, all yeah, this yeah. power. What? Right? And then you have shield training to back it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which keeps him on par with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Especially once you factor in Spider-Man, like, supposedly, like, if you say his and ability maybe, to negate Spider-Man's and spider maybe even And maybe even this, you could, like, this is the way I would look at it, is... You could even do a Venom comic where... Eddie, uh, Eddie, Eddie leaves. He goes AWOL. And he's still... He's not a bad guy, but he's not a S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, you could, shield. you could do it where Eddie, like, finds out the Carnage conspiracy that S.H.I.E.L.D. created right. so he Carnage. Leaves. Spider-Man has to go retrieve him. Spider-Man does, and that's what creates the animosity between him and Spider-Man. Yeah. So Spider-Man, exactly. Spider-Man stays shield. at S.H.I.E.L.D. And kicks the crap out of and Venom. But, but and like, Venom says, no, do you not see what they're doing? Right. Yeah. They Venom's created the Carnage. They, yeah. Imagine how crazy that is. The Venom but, is the voice of reason. What if, like, like, the good one is, like, the Civil War thing where they both have good arguments. Brock is just like, they created Carnage, I'm out. And Spider-Man's just like, look, what if Carnage happens again? Yeah. Are you equipped to handle if another one of those things spawns off of you? That is true. We don't know yeah. what the thing's going to do. The only people that have any idea are how to contain that thing is S.H.I.E.L.D. So, yeah, I'm going so, yeah, to take, take you back to S.H.I.E.L.D. because they can handle that. You You can't. Like... We barely stopped Carnage when he escaped into the city. What if you accidentally spawn another one when you're sleeping? Do you know you won't do that? I don't know you won't do that. How do we know it won't kill you by the time before you wake up? Right. So <laughs> yeah, your I'm gonna to wake you up. Yeah, I'm gonna take you back. I'm gonna take you back to Shield. Like I, I like that level of 
Eddie Brock isn't a I bad guy. I think that discussion, uh, like, and that's why I think incorporating Spider-Man into the government, too many times he gets, like, shooed away because he's a kid. I think in this instance, he becomes directly incorporated with there's, the government. There's so a lot can, that comes across with the uniform. Yeah. 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 A certain level of respect, no matter what age you are. Yeah. And that immediately, the moment that happens, the conversation is different, and his dialogue is different. That would be a totally, it'd be Agent Spider-Man and Agent Venom. Kind of, sort of. That would be funny if they actually liked each other at first, but that breaking moment is when he had to bring him back. Right, so Agent Venom It's the Steve Rogers, like, like, Captain America thing, like... Yeah. Yeah, they're they're antagonistic towards one another, but they respect one another, and they, to some extent, like one another. It's just we have different belief systems on the way this should be done. Brock stops trusting S.H.I.E.L.D. Spider-Man also has reservations, but knows that they're the best of two evils. Yeah. And Mary Jane is a reporter that's always reporting on Spider-Man. You keep that concept, yeah. Keep her as a reporter. Uh, But yeah, I think it creates a different dynamic. Peter doesn't necessarily want to go home. He, like, it's odd to see a a Peter that doesn't embrace the fact that he has parents. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like every other kid who's just like, oh, my parents suck. They want me to do all this. And everyone's telling him, it's it's funny. Your parents are great. Your parents are great. And when they're dead, he believes them. He believes them. But when they're alive, he's like, they're not really. They're not really that great. You don't live with them. You don't know. Yeah. So, (laughs) there you go. That's what I I was able to cook up in seven minutes. So there is our otherworldly tales. Uh, I think actually it was pretty successful and fairly interesting. I hope everyone else uh, listening uh, thought it was as well. Can we turn the lights um, on? Yeah. Oh, sorry. They've been on this whole time. <laughs> I just, we've been uh, sitting in the dark. The dark. <laughs> <laughs> been sitting in the dark this whole time. So, uh, so those are our things. Uh, what are your things? things? Yeah, what are your things? Like, seriously, if you guys have an alternate telling of a, of a comic book character or something that you think would change uh, a comic book character either to be more interesting or uh, just to be uh, different, you know, write to us. Let us know. Email like, the show. Send us a story. Send us a thing. Obviously, to varying degrees of in in depth. In the we will read them. <laughs> we, we will re- read. Them. We will read them. I will do a butt ton of research. Oh my god, yes. Uh, you know, uh, to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, <laughs> hey, what if this happened? What do you guys think the outcome would be? We will research it. Yeah. We'll or like, do your own research. Send it to us. We'll yeah. read it on the air. We'll. We'll go through. I it, have so. a box full of ency- a comic book encyclopedias for a reason. So yes, and make I, me it's use for them. the what ifs I, you don't like doing. I, 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 <laughs> I, uh, read them. I will literally and I literally skim the Marvel and DC Wikipedias just cause. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, it's good stuff. Well, all right. Uh, if you're re- to reach out to us, I don't, I don't remember you said it. Twitter Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, if you want to send us an email, Sanctuary One Radio at gmail.com. Yep. Um, Comment, like, subscribe. Smash uh, that like button. Sm- smash that like button uh, on um, Apple Podcasts and all third-party podcast all, apps. All third-party podcast apps. Let us know. We want to. We want to hear from you. Like we said. Yeah. All right. Uh, next week is our planning meeting for uh, for December. I guess. Yeah. Bam. Boom. Boom. Bam, bam, bam. See, See you later. Toodles. <laughs>